Hi guys, welcome to our brand new show, The Good News Podcast, the podcast that is all about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Tabiso Malefo. Now, let's do this. Welcome everyone. I welcome you to the show. I thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are. Uh, man, these are amazing times. Even during the pandemic, you know, because of the pandemic, we are reminded to wear our face masks. We are reminded to observe social distancing. And this is because we want to avoid sharing the virus and we want to avoid spreading the virus. So this is a good thing to do. This is the right thing to do. But at the same time, at this time, at this very moment, I want to share with you the good news. So the whole show is based on this guy. There's this amazing guy. In fact, he's the foundation of the show. And his name is Jesus. So Jesus, in his short time in this world, there's so many things that he did. So many miraculous, powerful courageous acts that he did and the greatest of these that he did was to actually die for sinners on the cross so jesus knew no sin but then he died for sinners this is the greatest act that jesus did and i believe that each 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 uh, one of us we have that one scripture that one verse that summarizes the story of salvation for ourselves respectively and for me it's actually second samuel chapter 9 so the this courageous act jesus did is in the new testament but the scripture that summarizes this for me that puts it into perspective is actually in the old testament so second samuel chapter 9 we see david's kindness to mephibosheth so mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan. Jonathan was a close friend to David, so close that the two actually made a covenant between themselves. And then from here, we find that David shows kindness to Mephibosheth because of the covenant that he had with Jonathan. So Mephibosheth, when, he's about, when he was about five years of age, his father and grandfather, Jonathan and Saul, died on the field of battle. And the lady, the nurse, that was taking care of him because of this uh, news, which caused panic. For fear for the life of Mephibosheth, she fled uh, away with the boy. And as she's running away, then there's an accident whereby she drops the boy and then from this accident Mephibosheth becomes crippled and now he's even living in a place called Lodiba 
the meaning of this name of the actual place means no word means no pasture means nothing so in essence it's a place of nothingness Mephibosheth is living there and it happens that one day David asked is anyone in Saul's family still alive anyone anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake. So David called one of the servants, his name was Ziba, and he asked him this question. And then Ziba said, yes, there is still someone who is still alive. Then David said, I want to show this person, if there's still any person avail alive from Saul's family, I want to show them God's kindness. So Ziba tells the king that there's actually Jonathan's son who is still alive. He's a cripple and he lives in Lodiba. So the man that the king made a covenant with has a son who is living in Lodiba. So the king orders uh, Ziba to bring Mephibosheth to his presence. So when Jonathan's son meets the king, he's afraid, he's not even sure why he's summoned by the king. And then the king tells him, do not be afraid. In fact, I intend to show you kindness because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather Saul and you will eat here with me at the king's table. So this shocking news, when it hits Mephibosheth, he bows respectfully and he exclaims, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? So I'm not sure if there's any level lower than this that anyone can identify themselves as. And that is a dead dog. Not just a dog, because even a dog can still run, can still bark, can still do all sorts of things. But he identifies himself as a dead dog. He is ashamed, he is afraid, he is even disqualifying himself as being worthy of what David has just told him. He says, why would you do such a thing to a dead dog like me? But nonetheless, David made a promise to Jonathan. David and Jonathan have a covenant. The covenant has nothing to do with Mephibosheth. It has to do with the relationship that they have or they had. So two things that I would like to point out is that first, Mephibosheth being a cripple was not his action, was not of his doing, was not of his decision. It was an accident because the nurse dropped him, then he became crippled. So the bad thing that happened to him was not of his own doing. In the same way, this amazing thing, this blessing is also not of his doing. It is because of what his father and the king talked 
or agreed amongst each other. It is because of the pact that they made. The blessing that comes his way has nothing to do with how he has been carrying himself all this time. We don't even know how he was even caring, but we know how he identifies himself. He identifies himself as a dead dog. Even though he's a dead dog, but because of the covenant that his father and the king made, he is now bought from a place of nothing, from a place of no word, from a place of no pastures, to a place of blessing, riches, to a place of prosperity. And he is also shocked to what the king is saying. The king further says that you will eat at the king's table. Now, Mephibosheth is eating with the king. Normally, we, we like to say, you know, you have to, you have to know the right people. You have to do the right things. You have to make connections so that you can eat at the king's table. Be it uh, a minister, be it a president, be it anyone of power and influence. But in this passage, we see that Methibosheth gets to eat at the king's table and he did nothing to deserve that. Nothing. He did nothing to deserve that. He did not have any connections. He, did have, he didn't have any thing that he was doing, maybe a talent that made, the, that made the king recognize him. But the king brought him to the table because of the pact that he did with his father. So today, as I always say, we are made righteous, not because of our acts, not because of how we live, not because of how we speak, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. When God looks at us, he looks at us through Jesus. And when he sees Jesus, he sees a righteous, blameless, perfect son. So when he looks at us, that's how he sees us. So I always say that we give because we are righteous. We are generous because we are righteous. We do not give, we are not generous so that we are so that we are able to be righteous but we are already righteous we are giving we are generous from a place of righteousness now when when we look at Methibosheth as he seated at the king's table the table actually covers him when they are all seated the king and his servants everyone is seated you will not be able to point a finger and say Look at that crippled guy eating with the king. The table makes him look like everyone else around him, even the king. So he is covered by the glory of the king. The glory of the king hides all this disability, hides all these bad things that happened because there was a panic and then the nurse dropped him. Hides all of this sorrow, all the shame that he has because of where he is. And he is where he is because of the covenant that his father made with the king. And I say to you, today, when God looks at you, 
you are righteous in his eyes because of what Jesus did. God does not see your sins because your sins were punished on the body of Christ. When Christ died, he was our lamp of God which took away the sin of the world, past, present, and future. So all our sins are forgiven and when we approach God, we approach him as righteous people, as righteous children. And nothing can take that away from us. There is nothing that you can do that will take the righteousness of God away from you. Because there is nothing that you did that made you righteous. You were actually made righteous. And this is the good news that you are made righteous. All you have to do is to believe. Your faith is the thing that puts you in that place. But the work has, has been done and Jesus did it for you. I hope, I hope today in this short time that I've just shared with you, I was able to uh, edify you in any way because as I always say, God loves you and there is nothing that will take the love of God away from you. God will never judge you. God is not out to get you. God is not looking for your mistakes. He's not looking for your transgressions. God is, is there to, to bless you, is there to love you, is there to give you peace, is there to give you joy. And I hope to, to have you again uh, as we go through this uh, journey together. Thank you and grace to you.